0: Welcome to WARN Radio, with your hosts, The Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening.
1: Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to WARN Radio. This is Tower, I'm here with The Watchman, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and Correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warn Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Warn Radio is now on the following platforms: Amazon Prime Music, Spreaker. Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and we are now on PocketCast. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and com Kingdom of for- God by Force. Today we can see the faith and testimony of Jesus Christ in every nation on earth. Even in the most persecuted areas we find Christians. Deliberate Deception of the, that Wicked One Preparing for the Deliberate Deception of that Wicked One, we look back at events, people, and those who do use deception on purpose to get what they want. Faith of Jesus in a World of Evil Faith of Jesus We can clearly see the faith of Jesus Christ daily in this world of evil. The days of lawlessness warned about by the Apostle Paul are clearly upon our generation. And be sure to read these posts on WARN-USA.com The Gospel Goes Global, God's Presence, China War, Classic at WARN Radio. While the murder rates go up in the liberal-run democratic cities, the murder and pillaging continues around the world. We find governments, radicalized Hindus, radicalized Muslims, among others that are extremists in nature. Crown of Pride, Isaiah's prophetic book, Part 61 on Battle Lines. While one aspect of judgment On Israel Destroys the Northern Kingdom, Judah, who was spared, still faces judgment for her own sins that the prophet brings to light. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. It's a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. There's danger and intrigue. The nation is at risk. Mac battles to survive the forces bent on destroying him and America. Can he save the United States? Find out by getting your copy of The Rising. You can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, Walmart, Google Play, and many more. And the Rising ebook can be found on Google Play. And you can also get your copy of the Rising by going to DanaClynesmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio newsletter. And now I welcome in the Watchman. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight?
0: Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good.
1: Yeah. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight?
0: I'm doing good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. It's good to be here. Thank the Lord.
0: Here we are in February, man. You know, it seems like, and I could be wrong, but that December and January went by fast.
1: Yes, they flew by.
0: I don't know why they flew by because it's winter and we've had a lot of snow and cold weather but who knows at any rate here we are Biden's uh, State of the Union I didn't watch wasn't planning on watching it was it.
1: quite successful
0: <laughs> and uh, not much to say about it no you know, it is what it is. I mean,
1: I couldn't that's the way my, it is. I couldn't bring myself to listen to it.
0: No. Now, the one to listen to is uh, Sarah Huckabee, the governor. Sarah of Huckabee. Arkansas.
1: Yeah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders.
0: Yeah. I call her Sarah Huckabee. But, but she is married. But. You know, Mike Huckabee is a good guy, and he has a good show. Very popular. And he handles himself pretty good, so. At any rate...
1: Hers is a good listen to. Yeah. It, it, her um, answer it to is. the State of the Union address.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's when, when she was working with Trump, you know, she describes in this video, uh, you know, some of the things she had to go through, and it was around Christmas time, and uh, uh, her husband and her were getting ready for Christmas and everything, and then all of a sudden, Christmas Eve, I believe it was, she couldn't tell her family where she was going. But that she had to be leaving, so she left. And they didn't even know where they were going. And When they got to Air Force One, all the lights were off. Even at the airport, nobody could see nothing.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: and they took off in the dark. And they flew, and they wound up over in Iraq.
1: What what were they doing there?
0: Well, it was Christmas time. And they had a whole bunch of soldiers over there. That's cool. And they were expecting somebody to, you know, to come and talk to him. you know, a major or something. Well, what happened was, is uh, Trump and Melania came in and greeted him.
1: That's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It's really cool. And the way she talks about it and and how she... Flew along, didn't know where she was going, and she had to do her stuff right alongside the president. So it's, you know, it really shows you that Trump cared for the troops.
1: He did. He does. He still does.
0: Yeah, he does. And there is a difference. And people despise Trump supporters. You know, there's certain of them, especially in the media, the left media, and especially... You know, in Hollywood, certain of them are really bad about it. And uh, they're just vile when it comes to their hatred, and it's ridiculous. But uh, at any rate, uh, she, she did give, and it's not that long, but it's just a good listen. Because she doesn't spend the whole time just mentioning Biden all the time and saying whatever. No, she's very clear-cut on her policies and what she stands for or what America stands for. It, it, it was good, and I recommend it. So at any rate, up front, we're doing the Kingdom of God by Force. This is a new article on uh, Danaglensmith.com. And a lot of times when I'm featuring these, these were all, you can also find a lot of these over on warn-usa.com dash usacom usacom has a lot of our audio, our series, you know, it has a ton of stuff on it. And it does have quite a few articles. Um, because at one time, that was our you know, where we did them all. Now we do some We do quite a few over on David Glenn Smith, too. So check out both sites. The kingdom of God by force. It's a phrase, and I've seen this phrase a long time ago. And it was always a little confusing. But when you you look at the missionaries and the people overseas that are suffering, you know, that, that are being clamped down on, murdered, thrown in prison... Uh, you know, and many other things, you, you find out that there is a force. There, there's a wicked force, a dark force, and there's the righteous force of the Spirit of God. And, uh, you know, you know, the Lord details a, about overpowering uh, the one who inhabits the kingdom. In order to take over the kingdom, you got to bind the strong man. Then you can take it over. And that's, that's exactly what the kingdom of God by force really is. But as we look at it, we see faith and testimony in Jesus Christ at the same time in every nation on earth. Even in the most persecuted areas, we find Christians the Spirit of God transcends man's borders and ideas. In other words, you can't just put up a fence and keep the Spirit of God out. The Word of God cannot be confined. And there's even miracles attributed to that little phrase because, uh, you know, we've we've discussed them and uh, people have gone before us who have seen this where they will do something and... uh, it'll make its way to people that never even heard of it. And so you look at this and you see the hearts of men and women and children cannot be held captive by mere mortals or devils. Now see, there are those that are held captive, but see... These devils cannot keep people captive if those people don't want them to. If you can tap in, if you come to the Lord, He will deliver you. That's, you know, the kingdom of God. You know, we we count the costs. We throw out the dead traditions. We take up the sword, which is the word of God. And we walk in the fire of the Spirit of God. And we will take the kingdom of God by force and the kingdom of God you know, right now is stretched throughout you know, the entire universe. But see, sometimes we look at this, when Christ first came, you know, he came to fulfill the law. And uh, it wasn't until they really got to look and, and like, for instance, when Lazarus was raised from the dead, nobody had anything that they could say. The only thing that you know the the priests and Levites who didn't trust uh, the Lord and didn't like him. There, the only thing they could say is, "Look, you know, what's he going to do now? Now everybody's going to follow him, and so they plotted to kill him and get rid of him." And and that's that's a perfect example of the different forces involved. Now, see, you have a direct force of the devil. You have a direct force. Of God and then you have those who work in darkness and they worked and conspired to bring Christ to the cross but what they didn't know was that it was his intention all along and that was you know the cross of Christ the atoning blood and setting people free and thus when he died on the cross he actually set us free. Uh, and when he was resurrected from the dead, that sealed it, that he was the first of first fruits. And so, this article is about the kingdom of God by force, and it really tells you, you know, in these last days, there's so many things going on. There's so much wickedness. You would think that wickedness is just going to be here forever. Well, it's not. And the good news of it is, is that, a lot of these people you know even if they're in wickedness if they repent now God can heal them
1: that's right
0: and so you know today as you see all these people who seem to be following satan and all this garbage that's happening in the in the world today make sure that we're nearing some very big judgmental times and uh it is God is shaking the nations, that in the process of shaking the nations and shaking those within the nations, that people will awaken to the truth. And like scripture says, thy word is truth. And yeah. Yahshua, Jesus, is known as the word of God. He is the incarnate word of God. And when he comes back, he's going to be on a white horse and he's going to have a two-edged sword out of his mouth. He's going to have uh, the Word of God on his uh, thigh. So, uh,
1: Thank God. That'll be exciting to see.
0: The Kingdom of God by force. A pretty big article. A lot of mine are big articles. uh, And that's because we don't give you... Candy, we give you the meat of the Word of God. And, uh, you know, this is a rock-bottom article that can help you understand what's going on. So check out the Kingdom of God by force and you can go to warn-usa.com. Uh, and DanaGlynSmith.com. We have a lot of articles, a lot of shows you can listen to. So be sure to take advantage of those. And we have another one. This comes from GodReports.com.
1: Have we had anything from them before?
0: Yes, we did. Not many, but this is a a regular regular website that they. Do and uh, this is about a young man that was a prodigal, you know, like the prodigal son. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, today I there are a lot of prodigals, yeah, there but, are.
1: Oh, my goodness,
0: you know, and thank God that the Lord, you know, He wants to reach these prodigals.
1: That's good, thank God He has a heart for them.
0: And, uh, and when God reaches out and changes, changes them, then they have a heart for God. So, a pastor Rick Skadden possesses a father's heart of love for young prodigals. Because when he was 15 years old, and this is a bad age. It really is. Um, and I can really identify with this. Because when I was entering into that area of life, my mother was really sick. And so, it really caused a lot of issues for me. And... uh you know, but see, God can work, you, work his way into your heart and help you. And so he says that at 15, he forsook the Lord Jesus. He said he made a lot of poor decisions early in life. And I can, you know, Tower, when you talk about poor decisions, when you're young, you do make mistakes. Yes,
1: you do. Because you don't have the knowledge that you get when you're older.
0: Yeah, and the good thing of it is, God forgives your mistakes.
1: Thank God.
0: And Um. uh, if you don't make a real bad mistake, now, uh, there are some young kids that are really led astray. And I've seen some. And uh, this one young boy had a couple of friends. And uh, they were going to go away to college. They had it all planned out. He was doing real good but then for some reason you know he also liked gang bangers he got tied up with a couple and they went and uh, uh, went into a couple's house and killed somebody and he got caught and uh, the judge says you're going to you're going to be weeping and crying because they wouldn't, they wouldn't let him loose. They wouldn't uh, let him out. You know, he, he, he had college all before him. And that was it. But this pastor here that we're talking about, his goal is to find those who stray from God and of course he he notes that fifteen to nineteen his life was a hellish mix of sexual immorality, drug use, and alcohol abuse and and those those are the rebellious years you know um and I wasn't by nineteen I already had a profession, so I wasn't really involved in that but uh You know, the thing of it is, there is that thing. And today, when we see what they're doing with the kids, and especially with all this nonsense they're doing with the transgender and everything else, and these people will swear by it. It's horrifying. Huh?
1: It's horrifying.
0: It is. And I don't swear by it. I swear by God. You know, let your yays be yay and your nays be nay. And, you know, there's one that creates and makes alive. There's one that created us male and female. There is one that is in charge of all things. And that is the Lord, our God and father who has given everything over in the hands of Yeshua, Jesus Christ. And in revelation one, he calls himself the almighty. And, uh, so Skadden admits that when he was 19 he drove the car while under the influence of alcohol. And this goes hand in hand, running red lights, T-boning a car, seriously injuring himself upon impact. And uh, I had my fair share of wrecking cars and vehicles. And I, all I, at my age all I can say is I thank God. For God's mercy. Because Amen. Because I was raised in the church. And, uh, you know, God has that. And I think that there's kids that are right on the edge. That God pulls them out of death experiences and things before they do something stupid. I, I really do believe that, that God does that. That he works a lot more than what people really think he does. He... He's got it all under control. So when they finally caught him and he was hurt, they handcuffed him to a hospital bed during his recovery from the crash. Now that would be hard. Yep. And he knew his life would end tragically if he continued to run from the Lord. It's a good thing this kid had some sense to think. And, and, uh, He was sentenced to five years in prison for DUI and other convictions. And he heard the same purse that through a purse drew him to Jesus at 15 years of age. I heard God ask when I got locked up, Rick, are you ready to come home? Are you done running? In the moment I was in, yes, God, I'm ready to come home was my answer. Now, see, I literally know that too. Because... uh, There was a time some time ago that I heard a voice I hadn't heard in a long time. And so I recognized it. And you got to understand that God does call you. He is there and He wants you to come to Him. And so thank God that now this kid is different. So God asked him, Rick, are you ready to come home? Are you done running? And so he said, yes, God, I'm ready to come home. So when he was incarcerated, he recommitted his life to the Lord.
1: Yeah, thank God. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank God he never gives up on us. He's always working in our lives.
0: And so he winds up in a church down in Colorado where one of his friends were. And so now Skadden is executive pastor of the City Point Church, Northern Colorado. And he says, if it wasn't for men and women pouring into my life and God using this scenario to bring me back to him, then I'd be either dead or in prison right now. That's right. I I can feel for this guy. Because make no difference. Make, make, Make no mistake. You know, once you start getting into this mucky mess of rebellion, it's like quicksand. It'll pull you under. But see, if you can just stop for a moment and cry out to the Lord, He will pull you out of that quicksand. And he'll set your feet on the solid rock who is Jesus, Yes, And they will turn your life around and give you hope and joy and love and peace.
1: Amen.
0: So, Pastor Rick and Lacey Skadden, Lacey is his wife. And that's what God does.
1: Yes, he does. <coughs>
0: And so he works also he works in this as a deliverance minister in binding spirits and casting them out of people, binding them. And and you you know, that's part of the thing we I was talking about, the kingdom of God by force. Yeah. So at any rate, I like that story.
1: I do too, I really do. I I love hearing stories like that.
0: And it, it encourages you too. It does. You know, because it's easy for people, even as Christians, to feel like they're the only Christian on earth.
1: Yep, sometimes.
0: Yeah, because they cut themselves yeah. off.
1: Right. And they get isolated and for whatever reason.
0: Are you ready for yours?
1: Yes. This is Stirring Gospel Shaking Nations. It comes to us via CBN. Has uh, Jerusalem, Israel. Must be somebody from there talking about the story. But anyway, several Christian leaders see an interesting parallel that as Christian persecution worldwide increases, parts of the church are experiencing great revival. These leaders believe it is important. Is an, it is an important time for the church to prepare for what's needed. And one of the leaders is Heidi Baker. She lives in ministers in one of the most difficult and dangerous places on the earth. It's Cabo Delgado in Mozambique. And um, the documentary Nefento, filmed by missionaries James and Jessica Brewer, Chronicle, The horrific persecution of Christians at the hands of Islamist group Al-Shabaab. And um, she said there's a major conflict going on where Al-Shabaab is. They're wanting Sharia a lot. I think it has a lot to do with gas and oil. It's a spiritual conflict as well. But we've never ever seen anything like it. As far as people coming to know Yahshua, coming to know Jesus, they're just running to him. So it's the hardest time we've ever been through and one of the most glorious times at the same time. And um she was asked what the message to the church is given the terrible persecution and the example set by the saints of Mozambique. She was direct in her answer. Get ready for shaking. I know people who would like to pray against shaking and that there's obviously nobody wants persecution. No one wants war. Nobody wants terror. Nobody wants famines and floods and hurricanes and cyclones. But we read the end of the book. These things are happening now and they're going to increase. Amen. Yep. She said, in the midst of this shaking, they're seeing revival. God is awakening and he's bringing revival. We are in revival in many places. We may not recognize it, but I mean literally many, literally millions are getting saved. Millions in Iran. There's a huge move of God in Iran right now. I mean, we're talking to people. Boots on the ground. It's a very exciting time to live. So keep your eye on the prize and not the problem. I like that statement. Keep your eye on the prize and not the problem. Because when you lose your focus on the prize that God has for you and concentrate on the problem, it just exacerbates the problems. And... um. Some believe that's exactly what Andrew Brunson did while suffering for two years in a Turkish prison on false charges from 2016 to 2018. Brunson's book, God's Hostage, a true story of persecution, imprisonment, and perseverance. He chronicles that ordeal and now Brunson has a message for the church. He says, this is an assignment I feel from God right now is to help people to prepare to stand in what I think is coming. And it is not only in the United States. It is going to come to the United States, which is unusual, unexpected. We haven't had it th- in America before. That means that many of us are not prepared for it. It's not part of our worldview, but we're just going into a period of greater darkness and trouble in the world in general. And we need to prepare A heart so that when the shaking is happening, that we stand. And Brunson believes the best way to prepare is to draw close to God. Of drawing close to Him and knowing Him is what best prepared me for the difficulties that I faced in prison. And so how do we best prepare for hardship if we know our God? Well, the Bible says in Daniel 11.32, The people who know their God shall stand and accomplish exploits. So sometimes we're really focused on those exploits, accomplishing things. And the priority right now should be know your God so that as this wave of persecution, wave of pressure comes, we remain standing. That's right.
0: It is right. And I know about that particular one in Daniel. Daniel. And uh, we have used that before. Many of us that look at the prophecy in it, that when the hard times do come, there will be exploits in the name of the Lord done by His people. And it'll be connected with knowing God. That's right.
1: Amen. And um, another person by the name of Jacob said... Watching the war between Ukraine and Russia, a potential conflict between China and Taiwan, economic hardships and pandemics. Many people feel this is an unusually jarring time. Jacob was encouraged from a message in God's word. The scripture the Lord gave me, it says, yet once again, I will shake the nations. And so we're at that point where God is shaking the nations. He's shaking it so that the people get saved. So we'll let go of the things we need to let go of. And that we will move into a place of destiny. If the Lord is shaking the nations at this time, we asked Jacob how believers should respond to that. And she, she said, number one, don't be afraid. You know, all of us have measures of fear inside of us. And maybe we're not aware of and so you know do not and and so you know do we trust god for for provision do we trust god if there was a war what happens and the holy spirit is trying to get us ready and then in the natural get out of debt you know don't pile up debt and jacob's also feels god will prepare a place of refuge for his people as he did for the israelites And Goshen was a place in the Old Testament Joseph prepared for his family in Egypt. Well, God is preparing Goshen's for us, places where we will feel safe and that we'll have provision, whether we have what we need, you know, and we can trust God's a good father and uh we re- we read the bible but we have to understand we have to read the end of it we have to have faith in the midst of it and i want to call people to hold on to the word study the word this is our map here this is our gps and the holy spirit's going to guide and direct <coughs> us but this it is written it is written amen
0: yeah and it's not just written it's written by the spirit of God. Holy men of God were moved by the spirit of God.
1: And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the more you read the word, the deeper your faith. Yep. And the easier it is to believe God for things.
0: Yeah, that was a good uh, a good thing. This was good. Yeah. Because you know, when you think about You know, everything in America. You know, we we are in an exceptional time here that is unlike any time we have seen.
1: That's right.
0: And so... The least of these. Now, this is a story about a woman that... uh, Wants to feed the homeless, and we've seen stories like this before. Matter of fact, it's usually in the big cities when they try to go to feed the homeless. <coughs> you know, uh, then the local city fathers come by and create trouble. Yeah, so that's
1: so mixed up.
0: Norma Thornton. I can I can tell you from reading this. You know, this woman's right. and the authorities are wrong.
1: That's what she said. I don't care what they say.
0: And so she's, uh, she's had trouble. And so, but it's funny because there was one we did on, on this show uh, some time ago, a couple years ago, maybe three, maybe five, I don't know, time goes by so fast, and they were trying to feed the homeless. And she says, uh, I don't care what they say, they're wrong and I'm right. <laughs> and uh, Bullhead City Police arrested the 78 year old firebrand, yes. that's my word.
1: 78 years old.
0: Yeah, and she is a grandma. And she was, you know, doing something terrible. She was feeding the homeless in a public park. And, of course, they, they have an ordinance. You might know that they would have an ordinance. Right. So, take it out in the street. I don't know. Block the street off. And she says, as, as the day was finishing, by the way, this comes to us by via CBN's Faith Wire. As the day was just finishing up and everybody was getting, was pretty well gone, the last gentleman came up. I dished up his food just as he was walking away. And a couple of police officers drove up and asked what I was doing. Officers informed her of her arrest. It was captured on video and she was placed in the back of a cop vehicle. I mean, talk about a load of bunk. Yeah. Sometimes I I think these guys do this just to be a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you really have to do it right now?
1: And why aren't they spending their time arresting real criminals and not somebody who's trying to help people in the community?
0: So at any rate, technically, the officer said, I'm supposed to be handcuffing you and everything, too, but I'm not going to do that because I don't think you're a hardened criminal. Oh, what was your first clue? Her pay, you know, feeding the, <laughs> feeding the homeless? I don't think you're out to hurt me. Now the misdemeanor was later dropped, so that's good. Yeah. Thornton was reportedly told she would face jail time if found guilty of any future feedings. So that left her stunned, she says. And and so th- this is her testimony. You overcome by the word of your testimony. The number one motivation is my Savior, Jesus Christ. In his Father, we are told repeatedly, the first and most foremost commandment is love. Love thy neighbor, love your fellow man, he tells us several times. What you do to the least of these my people, you so do to me.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: And so there were critics who saw this as deeply troubling and unconstitutional. And uh, her attorney said she found the plight hard to believe that uh, Thornton had uh, found herself in. And she went on to say it's such a wild story you think at first like this can't be real. It can't be the case that the city is arresting someone for helping those in need, and then you find out that it is the case. Unfortunately, that's her. That's exactly what's going on, and that violates the Constitution. So they said they're suing, the or, uh, suing to stop the ordinance and win back the right to feed homeless in the park. We want to get Norma back to where she was, the attorney said before all this started. Serving folks in the park is really the best place that she's found. Now, she's now feeding the poor in a private lot a few weeks blocks away. She is confident she's doing what's right. There's no reason under this earth that any human being should be hungry in this country we live in. That's right. Actually, anywhere in the world, there's no reason for that. A world is so full of food and luxuries, why should anyone be hungry? I can't understand. City officials say the ordinance is to ensure cleanliness in the park and safety for those being fed. As the battle continues, one thing is clear. Thornton isn't giving up anytime soon. Good for her. That's what happens when you get a 70, uh, 78-year-old believer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right.
0: What are you going to do to me? Huh? I'm 78. <laughs> yeah, good for yeah. her. Yeah, that was a good story.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: Well, you know, it's about faith. It and is. a lot of these people... Even in, you know, especially in America, and just about every city, you know, the city fathers, the cops, you know, what do you think you're doing? You can't do that. Why? Because we passed a law. That's why. Yeah. Well, I serve a bigger law, the one of Christ, Jesus.
1: That's right. And he says to feed the poor. Yeah. You know, feed them, help them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now Barnabas8 uh, brings us this one, BarnabasAid.org, And this is in the Democratic Republic of Congo. They've had a lot of trouble there. So one thing that we ask you to do is when we go through these, remember to pray for all of these. And especially in the Republic of Congo, they've got a civil war going on up there, a lot of trouble. And of course, you have Islamic State, ISIS. And there's ISIS, that's the Islamic State uh, in the Levant and Daesh. So, and it's common for them. You can find all kinds of these titles. There's all kinds of Islamic groups. So on January 15th, 2023, a bomb ripped through a congregation where they were having a baptismal service. And just after the baptisms had been performed, while a blind pastor was sharing some Bible verses, a IED it detonated. It killed at least 17 and severed lots of limbs. That's what happens with these no. things. Matter it's of fact, in horrible, Iraq, a lot of our soldiers driving their big uh, protected vehicles still ended up getting uh, severely wounded when an IED or something uh, hit hit the vehicle. So this was just the latest terrorist attack. And of course, that's where it was claimed uh, by Uh, the Islamic State, and it goes by several names, IS, ISIS, ISIL, and Daesh. Now, the ISIL uh, refers to the Levant, the Levant, and that's the whole area, the little uh, area of land where Israel itself sits on, and there's a lot of others, Jordan is on it and others, and and it's also, if you look back at uh, the real land that Israel had. They don't have all the land that they had uh, when God first gave it to them. So a lot of that Levant, you know, would be Israel's land. But, uh, and and of course they do that for ownership. There's all kinds of this. And it's always over land. It's over a lot of things. And uh, this violence occurs at a drop of a hat. And of course, the other thing it hits is emotional trauma, and and that's not just happening in this case with the Democratic Republic of Congo Christians, but it's very very common when when you are physically hurt, emotionally hurt, uh, and you wonder about being safe again, and a lot of these things uh, really can be detrimental to believers. They really can. And uh, our heart goes out to them, and they, they need prayer, they need love, they need deliverance, and they need help, really. Um,
1: Amen.
0: A 25-year-old uh, uh, by the name of Masika, whose sister-in-law was sitting a few meters from her, died instantly in the bomb attack. hmm You know, I mean, that's what can happen. I mean, you're in one place and she's a little bit over, but she dies and you're alive. Yeah. And so the first thing you think, well, why why was I spared? You know, meanwhile, you you lost a friend, you know.
1: Or a loved one.
0: A Mm 50-year-old farmer lost his brother in the attack. And he was struggling to cope with the loss of a loved one who went to church to pray. He winds up getting killed. Oh... This this is the battle we face today. Make no mistake about it and I've warned about this years ago coming to America that there would be this kind of violence in America in American churches and uh, now because of Biden and his policies more than ever now we have millions and millions of people here that we don't know that that crossed illegally and the Biden administration is doing everything they can to make them welcome at home. Which, they get this all for nothing. And people that get something for nothing and they risk nothing, you know, just getting up here, that's not the thing. Because if you look, especially with us, uh, in America there, there are big organizations that are helping these people all the way up. The design is to fill America with the, and destroy America, its constitution, its way of life. That That's what they're looking at. And, and it uh, comes from the highest levels.
1: It's sad to see that happening.
0: Yeah. And so at any rate. Now see, this is another reason why we also do this. And that is trying to get the help, make known the people. And see... Uh, we like to make known to you, the listeners, who these people are that we're talking about, who it is that is in contact with them in this place. You know, it is BarnabasAid.org. And so when you go over to BarnabasAid.org and you want to help these people, you know, $5 will get you 22 pounds of maize flour. We'll get them that. $14 will get... 44 pounds of beans. And, uh, you know, 120 will get a sewing machine, you know, so they've got a whole list of stuff. And the idea is to get those of us out here that aren't as bad off as they are, but we can do our prayers, we can send money, that money can buy food, or uh, something like a sewing machine to get them self-sufficient so they can support themselves. And that helps them to make it and support their family. And so this is, when we talk about uh, advocacy for the persecuted church, that's what this is. You know, Tower and I advocate and we tell you, contact these. You know, pray for the people. And if you can afford it, if you can, then give some money and you can choose out what you want to give them or you can just give it to a general fund for them and they will take it. And uh, there's a lot of these organizations. We have an extensive list if you need a few hints as to what to look for. You go to the websites, you look it all over and understand that the ones we're talking about are true Christian, solid Christian uh, websites and ministries that have a proven track record with proven boots on the ground, workers and they deliver the food. Like Barnabas said, it'll tell you on its website that everything you give goes to the people that needs it. And so this is the important part. In these days, the least of these for us our, our people over there? But we also believe here in at home to do that. So, in these end of days, seek the Lord, look to Him, and He will guide you into into this arena. Some way, you know what you can do for the Lord. So uh, seek Him. And so, That's
1: right, Amen.
0: We are. Are you ready for yours? Yes. Okay.
1: China, harassed, jailed, and persecuted. This story comes to us from org. Um, it's uh, the story, it's by Mao Yan, whose real name is withheld for security reasons. And he... Um, this popular pe- preacher from the Mio ethnic group was released in 2020, but his troubles are not over. Pastor Wang Hai is a legendary figure in Yunnan. He comes from a family of the Mayo ethnic minority, where his father and brothers already served as elders of the Mayo Trinity Church in Yongshan County, Yunnan, Yunnan Province. With great sacrifices, his father managed to enroll him at Yunnan Bible Sen- Seminary and he was ordained in the government-controlled 3 Self Church by 2012. But by then, he was already moving from village to village with his motorbike, planting new churches, converting hundreds of Mio v- villagers. Most of them were very simple folks from villages with no regular water or electricity supplies, yet they were conquered by Wang's young, dynamic, and amiable ministry. This activism was not exactly welcomed in the Three Self Church. Proselytization, the establishment of new churches, and missions among ethnic minorities are not acceptable in an organization whose aim is to control and limit religious activities, not to expand them. Wang was put under surveillance together with his parents. They were detained in August 2020. Wang, however, was released on bail on October 19, 2020. He remains under under surveillance and investigation, and his activities have been limited.
0: Now that's what it's like to live in China.
1: That's horrible. We in the West can't even understand it.
0: Nope. And this bitter winter, they do a lot of uh, um, reporting that you may not see other places. And uh, everybody that they a, a lot of a lot of the people that. We deal with everything, uh, the names are always withheld for security reasons, because if it gets out, their lives could be destroyed as well as those of their families. Um, so, we're talking life and death here, and, uh, you know, we're not threatened, but they're threatened, and, uh, you know, my heart goes out to these yes, people, amen. and this Wang Hai, he's... uh. He's a young man, you know. He looks like about 30 in this picture. but
1: Yeah, he looks pretty young.
0: And see, he just went around sharing the gospel with people. And he wound up establishing churches and everybody liked him because (laughs) of his personality. You know, I mean, I find that absolutely amazing. You know, the only thing that kept the gospel from this group was the Chinese themselves, the Chinese government. And that's what I say when I hear of Biden and, and numerous officials going easy on China, you know, and even movie stars who back China. Yeah. Don't back China. Red China, as my dad says, is not a friend.
1: I remember growing up; that's the what we called it was Red China. It was was communist. It still is. Nothing's changed.
0: No, they're they're not changed. They're still Red China, and that's who they are. And uh, they're. I was warned a long time ago to watch out for the sign of the dragon and the rule of the Yellow People. That's in prophetic terms. In real terms, that means China. The dragon culture. So, at any rate, I think those were some good stories tonight.
1: Oh, I do too.
0: You know, and it just gets me when I read about these, though. You know, in this picture, he's smiling, he's on a motorbike, you know. And, but, but, You know, we're talking life and death here. But uh, Lord, help this young man and help all those that we've discussed tonight. Yeah, bless him. May they find the help they need, every story and every person. Amen. And may those who listen be blessed and are drawn close to you, Father.
1: Yes, amen. We
0: thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to share this with people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I'll tell you, when you read this, you better thank God that America ain't like that. Yeah, and
1: I I pray that he will be able to continue his work even though he's under surveillance.
0: Yeah, I have a lot of respect for these people.
1: Oh, I do too.
0: Yeah. Well, we got a little bit. We got to say goodbye. Okay.
1: Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us whenever you do. It's always a pleasure to have you join us and be with us. We love you, and we pray for you. We hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. We pray for your safety and your protection. And remember, God has a Goshen for us. And we we love you, and... May God richly bless you for all you do for him. Please pray for your brethren around the world. Pray for us as we pray for you. We love you. Good night, everybody.
0: Don't forget to go by our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglensmith.com. Also, pick up a copy of my book, The Rising, by Dana G. Smith. Also, check out my other book, Steal the Darkness. Check out all of our website, you know, our website, our articles, our shows. And, uh, you know, we strive to bring you the in-depth and, you know, the stories of faith and truth. And we want you to know that. And when you come to our website, you're going to find the Bible, the faith, and the truth. Take care of yourselves. Until next week, shalom.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of
0: The Warn Radio.